0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today. Um, you know, I think I probably would, f- I had a thought, I was like, w- like just now, as I was saying s- So Sad Today, um, I had a thought that maybe I wouldn't feel so like ashamed of doing this if i like was going by my real name. Um, but i don't know, maybe then i'd feel more ashamed. I mean, Melissa, we all know my name's Melissa Broder. I mean, it's not a secret, but like just referring to oneself You know those people who refer to themselves in the third person? Anytime like someone's name is Jack and they're like, "You know, Jack thinks." I'm like I like i feel as though actually I'm in the shining. You know, like it gets a little I just I'm like, "Okay." Um, you know, even if they are delivering, um, God's message, I'm going to be sus. Like, I just can't, the third personers, um, you know, they're like, I mean, Jack's way isn't working, you know, and, and the person talking is named Jack. Like, I just, no matter how wise they are, like, I think even if like, you know, like Jesus were to like descend in front of me and if he were like, you know, Jesus has been really having a hard time. Um, or like everyone's always like dumping on Jesus. Like, I, I I think I'd have to just be like, you know what, Jay, I think your message is like cool. You know, you've, I mean, your disciples are definitely going to be questionable, but your message is cool. Um, you know, I mean, do unto others. I think that's Jesus. Like, come on, man. I mean, do unto others is like, that's the shit. I do not always do unto others. Sometimes I I spit out my Nicorette gum on the sidewalk. Um, that's probably like the most unto others thing I, I do. That's, um, I mean, it's not like the middle of the sidewalk. Now I'm like backpedaling. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not that horrible. No, I mean, it's, you know, it'll be like the side of the sidewalk. but I do, I do, I do let it be known. Um, but yeah, but anyway, so even if Jesus was like uttering the do unto others or like, you know, love thy neighbor as thine self, which that's even harder. I'm like, wait, love thy neighbor as thyself. Like, I mean, I actually don't love myself, but I think in my case would be more like obsess about thy neighbor as thine obsesses about thyself. And it's like, I don't know, man, I don't have much real estate left up here. Um, but even if, you know, so even if Jesus were like delivering some great shit but like you, but he were also like referring to himself in third person. Like I'd kind of have to, I think I might like dismiss it a little. Like I'd be like, Jay, I feel you, but the delivery is uh, hashtag problematic. So, um, but so, you know, it's like by, so being, by calling myself so sad today. I don't know. It's just so fucking weird to say that out loud. You know, but on the other hand, it's like, I don't know if I were using my like, I I don't know why I chose not to do my own name, I guess, because I'm like, I want to be taken seriously as a writer. I I really don't know, actually. I mean, that's probably it. It, It's definitely something to do with ego. You know, when in doubt, it's got something to do with with ego. But I'm not sure why. I think it just felt more tethered to that sort of part of myself that creates that account. I, I, I don't know. Um, but you know, but I, I am ashamed to still be doing the whole so sad today thing. Like it's, it feels very like 2014 to me, very 2014. Like when I imagine, you know, shit talkers. Uh, I like, you know, which is really, I mean, we can never know exactly what people are saying, but like basically when I'm shit talking myself in the voice of what I imagine people are saying, um, you know, there's probably definitely something along the lines of like, I don't know what song came out in 2014. She's, you know, she's so like, what were the billboard, what were the billboard hits? What was that? Like, um, I feel like that was like up all night to get lucky and like, happy. Like that was a really, I feel like Pharrell, like the year, like Pharrell was having a really good, like when, so Pharrell was having a really good time. Like what billboard hits, I don't remember. I think I started the account 2012 or 2013. I can't remember, but like, I feel like it is very 2014. So let's just see what were the billboard top 100 of that year. Um, let's see old town road. I don't know that song featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't really know Ed Sheeran. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or is that what's happening right now? Post Malone. I feel like this is maybe the billboard hits right now. Um, Halsey. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, I think this might be the billboard hits right now. I don't think this, yeah, that's right now. Um, but damn, I don't, I don't really like anything on there. I do like that new um, SZA and Khalid song that samples Miss Jackson. That's a fun song. Um, I'm, so, I'm like so, I'm like so milf right now. Like I'm like wearing my like, well, childless milf. I'm like wearing my yoga leggings. Like that's a fun song. Um, anyway, I don't know. Um, but enough about me. Uh, more about me. So. Um, what am I eating today? Let's start there. I am having an egg McMuffin. Simple, classic, fluffy, delightful. And you know what? I will tell you something else that you might not know about the. All right. So why am I having an egg McMuffin? Um and then I'll tell you the thing that you might not know about it. Why am I having an egg McMuffin? Well, All right, here's the deal. So this, if I ever, if I get to what I'm intending to do with this episode, which probably isn't even worth doing, um, if I get to that, this is, this is the intellectual, this is the public intellectual episode. This is the academia. This is where I, I I have a public intellectual, not debate because I I hate, I fucking hate debating. I like, I'm like, I will lose a debate because I'm just like, I, I don't like, I don't want to. You know, I'm, like, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to debate. Like, who wants to debate, you know? There's that expression, would you rather be happy or be liked? I, or happy or be right? I mean, I wouldn't say that um, I'm happy, but, like, I don't feel a need to be right. Like, I actually, I just prefer to, like, not know anything and just be like, okay, I'm listening to your perspective. Like, whatever. You know? Like, I just, I can't get into the fucking debating. But this is the public intellectual episode um, this is the this is the academia episode, and so the reason and and you're gonna find out why it's very riveting, very exciting. Um, and the reason though why I'm, how that ties in, how my public academia ness ties into this egg McMuffin, is that um, whenever I was growing up, my teachers in high school or like middle school always ate in the cafeteria they were always very egg salad sandwichy like they were always having an egg salad sandwich you know and they were very mm, like mm, egg salad sandwich and maybe like a fig newton you know it was like an egg salad sandwich and a fig newton it's very teacher to me so you know i don't really know what like college professor i i didn't really know what my like college professors ate and i don't know what like i don't know who are public intellectuals like Shishak or however you pronounce his name Shishak or like Camille Paglia, Paglia. Um, I, I, never know how to pronounce anything. I still don't know how to pronounce that designer, P- Proenza Schuler And like, you know, when you're like, are about to say something about something and you realize you don't know how to pronounce it and you're like, oh shit, you know, I'm going to be outed. So anyway, so I'm just telling you right now, I don't know how to pronounce anything, but you know who I'm talking about. This Z-I-Z-E-K guy. Um, I thought it was Zizek. But then, like I heard someone who's more public intellectual affiliated than I, be like, and they, they did it like they did the 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 Zizek with like a twist. It was like a shishak. It was like very elegant. Like I was just like, ooh, like can you tell me how to pronounce uh, Poglia and Puenza Schuler? Um. Anyway, I digress. So, invite me to your universities. I make a great. I make a great lecture. Um, but so... I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm so tired. Um, but anyway... Oh, yeah. So my so the middle school teachers... Whatever. They always ate, like, egg salad sandwiches. So I was going to go to 7-Eleven and get an egg salad Sammy. But, um, you know... Because I, I don't want to go to, like, just, like, a regular, like, non-calor- non-calories printed on the sandwich place and get one because... I don't know, man, that feels very, I I feel very, that feels very out of control to me. Like it's just a bridge too far. Um, but then I, I remembered that I had had an egg McMuffin a couple of weeks ago and like really enjoyed the experience. It was a great experience. It was actually a one, two punch of an egg McMuffin and then a vanilla cone. And the whole thing came in at 500 calories, which was like, seemed kind of miraculous to me. Like, the Egg McMuffin. Little known fact about the Egg McMuffin. These, you know, McDonald's, all these fucking places should be, you know, I should at least have like be getting like free McDonald's like t-shirts or like, I don't know, some sweet and sour sauce or something. I mean, you know, I'm doing right by these places, I think. But um, it only has 300 calories in an Egg McMuffin, which I like didn't know until recently, um, which to me feels very fair. I mean, you get to have your a lovely McMuffin. It's got a lot of protein in it too. I mean, it fills you up. It's a good, I, uh, I'm team McMuffin, but so anyway, so it's like egg salad sandwich adjacent, you know? And also I just wanted an egg McMuffin. Um, and yeah, I mean, I wish I had known that about the egg McMuffin back in the day. Like I have this memory of when my binge eating was at its I would probably most intense there was like I guess it was I mean as a kid the binge eating was like very intense and as a teen but then I then I had my anorexia years and then like after the anorexia years when I went straight into like alcohol and drugs but prior to going into the kind of drugs that make you not want to eat um I went into like a couple of years of 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 very frightening to me, been binging and, um, where, you know, I would like get fucked up and, and, and begin to eat and couldn't stop and, um, or not get fucked up and, and begin to eat and couldn't stop. But I, I have this memory of, um, you know, I mean, it's been, it's been a rocky road between me and food. It's been a rocky, it's been a very long journey. Um, but so I remember this one morning having been like fucked up all night or something, I don't know. And I remember... Like I had been I had been like Wanting to binge I had been wanting to like Hit the fucking vending machines But I didn't And then we went to McDonald's And I got like A hash browns And like a um, An egg McMuffin And I thought that it was like I was Once I like started that Then I was like Well it's already Like I'm already wrecked and so then I just like binged for the rest of the day. I have this memory of that same day going to the dollar store and buying some like shitty ass chocolate chip, like soft batch stale. I mean, I love soft batch chocolate chip cookies, but these were like dollar store. It wasn't good. It was just like, it was not a great day. But I'm like, had I known that actually I was eating a very protein rich, not super high caloric sandwich, um, I don't know about the hash rounds, but you know, it might, the day might have gone differently. So. I guess knowledge can be power sometimes, um, and I, you know, with age comes comes wisdom or um, just more frantic checking of calories. But um, but I don't know. I was thinking about my younger self today and thinking, you know, had I had that knowledge about, you know, when I was in when I was just in the drive-through at the, the McD, um, I was thinking about like had I had that knowledge, you know, maybe I wouldn't have had to binge that day. Um, and we can discuss how I sort of got myself out of the binging. I I wouldn't recommend like the way I did it. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't recommend any, really any part of my story. Um, maybe sobriety. I think I've done that that well, but, um, but you know, when it comes to food, I, I would not recommend, I would not like take advice from me, but there's a lot about it. There's a chapter in the So Sad Today book, um, called I Want to Be a Whole Person and Really Thin. And I, but I'm sorry, I want to be a whole person, but really thin. And I talk about it a lot in there. I talk about my whole food odyssey. So if you're, like, curious, um, you know, go go buy yourself a book. Go buy yourself a book. So, um, you know, and, and while, while you're on Amazon, throw a copy of the Pisces in there, too. Just do, you know, like, have your own Melissa Broder book club. You know, share it with your friends. You guys can swap. I don't know. I I don't really know what people do, but, um, it's like, okay, if you've ever thought Melissa should have a Patreon, consider that the Patreon and you know, buy my books. So, so that's that, that's the, uh, that's, that's the whole deal with this McMuffer. Um, it's in my lap. The grease is, uh, seeping onto my, I mean, they're not, it's not that greasy, but it is a little greasy and the grease is seeping onto my, um, childless milf legging, and I'm here with you, ready to begin some intellectual discourse. So a couple days ago, I tweeted a series of tweets from the So Sad Today Twitter account. Um, It was a trilogy, a three-part mini-series, an epic tale, and one of the So Sad Today followers asked if I could delve more deeply into the, t- to the themes introduced in that trilogy of tweets, um, on this show. And so, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Cause, um, you know, what the, I, I don't really have anything else to do. What, what else am I going to do? All right. So, so it was a, it was a tweet series of three tweets. Um, the first tweet that I tweeted, the tweet that I tw- twoth was, it was a tweet that said, I don't need luck. I have death. It was from So Sad Today. I don't need luck. I have death. Um, Upon tweeting that tweet, I realized I I had no idea actually what I was talking about. Um, It felt right to me. To me, it sounded right. It felt right. Um, Certainly, it's a tweet packed with much more bravado than I have. Um, I do feel like I need luck. Um, And I guess this was me speaking from maybe... Uh, it's well since we're on the topic of intellectual an intellectual place more than a sort of feelings place you know I, I feel a lot of fear um, i I do fear the dying process I do fear um, not having luck on earth and accomplishing whatever bullshit um, I want to accomplish so you know it but it it Twitter allows us to have more bravado than we actually do so it was some other part of me some uh perhaps the part of me that's always wearing a leather jacket even when i'm not wearing a leather jacket saying you know i don't need luck i have death um and when i thought about it though i was like i'm you know i'm really not exactly sure what that tweet means um so i i wrote a second tweet replying to that tweet and the second tweet said um oh that's the third tweet okay a second tweet the second tweet said i have no idea what this tweet means But if one were to write a thesis on it, perhaps one may begin with the absurdity of our human attempt to control the uncontrollable via commodified spirituality. And I put in parentheses footnote one, the urban outfitters home section an activity I partake in regularly. All right. So what am I saying there? What I'm saying is that look, once you release, once, once the tweet is released into the world, it is up for the public's interpretation. You know, it is no longer mine. It belongs, it belongs to you. And so were you to do a critical analysis of the tweet, you could really, you could really approach it from any angle that you want. But um, what I'm saying there is that one, perhaps one way to sort of view it um, is to see the idea of luck as sort of not only like a superstitious thing, but a commodified commodified superstition, really. You know, the purchasing of the smudge stick and crystal candle set for $14.99 at Urban Outfitters, right? And so what inspired the tweet was in that moment I had been... I think I was at some kind of new age store earlier and there was a candle said to bring financial success and it was really expensive and I was like, you know what would really bring me financial success would be not buying this candle. Um and so I sort of and then and then I went home and then I had a moment of sort of self-doubt about things that I want to happen in my life, whether they're gonna happen, and then I felt very cynical, and then I felt very terrified And I thought of death as the great equalizer and how the idea of trying to control one's own luck is ludicrous. And while I still do want luck, um, very much, I still want exactly what I want to happen to happen. Um, I'd love to be in control. I'd love to have, you know, I'd love to be able to secure the future or my desired outcomes through luck. This was me sort of inhabiting a bit of bravado and saying, listen, I'm gonna die in the end. What does it fucking matter? Um, now, as you know, I'm not so scared of death, but I am scared of dying. So it really was a very, a statement of bravado. Cause it's like, I don't, you know, had I said, I don't need luck. I have dying. I mean, that would have been more sort of like accurate in the sense that like, well, actually, I don't really have anything at all. You know, I'm terrified of everything and great. But, um, but there is, you know, a certain, I think, I guess, consolation in the idea that like everything I want on earth for which I would feel I need luck for, you know, the, the scheming, the machinations, the trying to achieve the wanting this, the wanting that this, um, you know, even just like, I don't know, this, the sort of seeking of immortality by way of success. Um, even though, no, you know, nobody stays immortal. Even, like, the greatest artists get forgotten at some point. But, um, you know, all that shit. I guess there is some sort of, if not relief, at least, like, well, I really don't need luck. I have death. Like, it's all going to end up at the same place anyway. So luck is temporary. Is, I guess, like, that is one sort of thematic approach. If one were to, um, to use my least favorite word, Unpack that tweet. So that 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 was sort of a perspective. Um, you know that that's one perspective. Another perspective, which is related, which is related to that perspective. Um, and I and I sort of I I left this you know open. I guess this is like my my uh, not a preface, but maybe my epilogue to the tweets. You know, it's a little guidance for my readers on um, how how to approach this tweet should they decide to take it into academia, although again, I'm not trying to control how you read it, I'm just saying another possible way to look at it, Um, I said another lens through which this tweet may be perceived is the dichotomy between universal absolutes, like birth and death, and the vain attempt to defeat time by way of fostering one's own personal myth. So my writing, my hair, my pleather leggings via the narcissism of small differences. So again, this is, yeah, this is more about sort of like that human quest for immortality or like if death is, if birth and death are the great equalizers, in a sense, we're all kind of the same. You know, what am I really trying to achieve? What do I really need luck for? Death is going to have the final say. Any sort of way I try to prove myself or carve myself out as, like, special is really just a question of the narcissism of small differences. You know, me trying to differentiate myself from my fellow man with whom I really have much more in common than I have not in common. No matter how exceptional I try to be um, or no matter how much I try to hide from others, Um, you know, we're both born, we both die there's also the universality of emotion. You know, we both experience sadness, both experience joy. Um and so luck, you know, especially like as in the case of sort of when you think about it as the Urban Outfitters home session se- section and that attempt to manipulate the universe. Luck, you know, it's really just a way of fooling oneself. Anything anything one tries to achieve, it's really just okay, I'm trying to distinguish myself if I can be special. I just want to be special. Then perhaps I can rise above the fray. I cannot be like everyone else and I can achieve some sort of immortality, you know? And that's really just the narcissism of small differences. Um, So I don't need luck. I have death is, I don't know, it's kind of my way of saying like nobody's really better than anybody else. You know, we're all... I don't know. What do they say? We all, we all await some gruesome fate. There's also that quotation that's like call no journey a success until I don't know, something, something, the end. And I, and I guess it's like, you know, I mean, shit can be really good. Shit. You know, we can accomplish the shit that we think we need to accomplish. We can feel superior to others. We can feel special. Um, for me, I don't know if it's so much a question of wanting to feel superior so much as I don't feel like enough so I feel like I need to be more in order to be equal to you know or like I just really want certain bullies or people I've you know given blowjobs and haven't heard from in the past or people who I still sort of like think about every morning in the shower and like want to say something to who have forgotten that I exist like I, I want it's, it's really for their sake, you know, or at least the, the sort of ghost puppets of them that live in my head. Why I want this sort of these narcissism of small differences. Like, look, I made it like, look, look when in reality to have ever felt less than them is also the narcissism of small differences. We were both born. We're both going to die and I may, you know, I may have given you a blowjob in a stairwell, and and you you never texted back. Actually, I don't even know if it was a question of texting when the stairwell blowjob happened. That was a while ago. But, um, you know, but there's look, there's been many, there's been many, um, untexted blowjobs. What I'm saying, somebody, look, somebody may text you back. They may not text you back. A friend of mine the other day was. was like what should I do like how do I get control back they felt like they had like shown their cards they felt like they were being too needy and I said to them I was just like power is I mean in the end you can do whatever you want like you can play the game you can try to get control you can try to get hand you can try to prove to this person that you don't give a shit but in the end like the power is really just an illusion um And so it's like, really, it's just kind of prolonging the inevitable, like trying to make someone think we're cool or trying to achieve anything other than, I guess, like, you know, coming up with vaccines, because I think that's a nice thing to do. But like, you know, I'm an an artist, so I'm really not doing anything in the vaccine field. Um, But like, unless it's something that's really like helping another person, and one could say, okay, like certain people's art or voice or work helps others emotionally and okay I'll like I'll take that but I don't know but when it's when it's something done out of ego and that desire to be special and that desire to prove something to the one that never texted you back or the one that bullied you in childhood and then forgot about you and the one that you're still having imaginary conversations with in the shower um, or for like those people who really are trying to be like better than other people or feel significant whatever. It, all that stuff, it's its irrelevant, you know, like it doesn't like we can play the game and we can play the game. And sometimes we even need to play the game because who can live thinking every day about their impending death? I mean, I do to some extent, but you know, I also then can like go into a Sephora and be like, I need to be hot. You know what I'm saying? Like we need those distractions. We need the narcissism. We create the narcissism of small differences because to think about that universality is like way too much all the time. And the reality of our own death to think about it. It's, it's just way too much. But in the end, it really is just like creating a treadmill within the greater abyss, you know, and that treadmill is going to be thrown out too. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't really know what we're supposed to do. I am glad Sephora exists though. I am glad, you know, I'm, I'm still deep in the perfume samples kind of, I think I'm coming out the other side. You know, I, I tried to quit I tried to stop, like, going and getting perfume samples at different places every day. And I realized I i thought I had hit bottom. I thought I had hit bottom when I tried to open up the perfume sample with my teeth to marry it into another perfume sample. And then realized perfume has alcohol in it and got scared I was going to relapse. And called a friend and was like, oh my god, like, is that a relapse? And she was like, calm down. But, um, you know, I think, you know... I, I'm still sort of I'm still trying to make it work like I guess I hit bottom but I'm still doing that. I guess I'm still digging you know because I, I, I'm doing the perfect samples but I feel them to be maybe slowing down a little bit you know I think I'm, I'm sort of maybe entering I don't know what my next I, I, I obsession will be I went through I burned through the sweatpants real fast you know the need to find to search and find new sweatpants um, and now you know I don't know what other like superficial sort of accoutrement I'm going to latch on to, but you know, I'm sure it will be something. I'm sure it will be something. So that being said, my fellow intellectuals, I hope you've enjoyed the seminar, uh, seminar on a tweet. Um, I feel like this was like a self-published, I'm like, it's it's a podcast where I am, a, po- a show rather, wherein I am analyzing my own tweet and then talking about sweatpants. You know, it, it's, look, academia, I mean, we always know it's a little navel-gazy. Let's be honest. College kids are annoying. I could never handle them. Um, and wishing you plenty of um, fun, delightful, and light distractions this week from uh, from abyss. And I'll see you on the flip side. Okay. Bye-bye.